These days, your calendar is supercharged and you find yourself having to pencil in when you need to breathe. As we're always moving and grooving between our offices, homes, studio, and out, we could all take some moments to spend time and hear from our faves and pop culture on what they're up to and how they keep it together as well. I'm your host, Kimmy Smith, a celeb fashion stylist, co-founder and creative style director of Athleisure Mag, co-executive producer and host of a number of shows in our multimedia podcast network, Athleisure Studio. When you plug into Punglo SK, you'll get to hang out with those that, regardless of their background, are juggling their busy lives and have words of empowerment to keep us motivated throughout our day. On today's Bungalow SK, we head to Detroit to talk to acclaimed actor Hill Harper of ABC's Good Doctor, host of Wondery's Legal Wars, activist and philanthropist to explore his transition from law school to acting in an array of popular shows. In addition to talking about his acting career, as well as one of our favorite podcasts that we noted in Athleisure Mag's Bingely Streaming, he shares the importance of financial maintenance, awareness, and education. I like athleisure. I'm so happy to have you and to hear that. I think I think I live in athleisure wear. Well, you know, that's one of the reasons why we started it, because athleisure is such a vital part for all of our lives, whether we're doing workouts or enjoying just rocking the gear itself. And it's truly a 360 lifestyle. It's great to have you on Athleisure Studios podcast show, Bungalow SK, as I've been a fan of yours for years. You've been in a number of TV series and films. What was the moment that you realized that you wanted to be an actor? Well, you know, I I went to Brown University as an undergrad, and my first semester freshman year, I took an acting class, um, Voice for the Actor 21 um, Shakespeare, taught by Professor Barbara Tannenbaum. I'll never forget it. And from the Mm. first day in that class, um, it changed my life. I I really enjoyed it. It was something I was good at, something I really enjoyed. And so uh, I was very excited, and it was very exciting for me. And, 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 you know, at that moment, I can't tell you at Brown that I was like, this is what I'm going to do for my career. I knew that I loved mm-hmm. it, and I knew that it was something I wanted to continue to do. So I kept taking acting classes, kept doing theater, and it kept mushrooming and growing for me. In addition to acting, I've enjoyed listening to your podcast show, Legal Wars, on Wondery. I liked hearing more about Lenny Bruce as well as the Chicago 8. Tell me how that came about, as I know you have a legal background, and just listening to you delve into these historic cases and a number of these topics over a number of episodes is so informative. So, so you know, I went to Harvard Law School and graduated from Harvard Law School, and my mom all the time would be like, you have to do something with your degree. So I said, finally, I said, you know what, let me just do a podcast that highlights some of the big legal cases. So we did, we did Legal Wars, and uh, and I'm very proud. It was a, you know, a great podcast that, that highlights some of the most important and some funny legal cases. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to be totally serious all the time. And so there's some interesting cases that I think, uh, I think a, lo- a lot of folks that are in law school, they love the, they love the podcast and uh, you know, can't do it forever because it's a lot of work uh, to, to cover those cases. But it was something that was, that was fun to do. And we have, we have a number of episodes that I'm very proud of. As someone who works in a lot of creative areas, I respect that you are also in philanthropy, activism, responsibility, and educating people. You have a huge passion for financial literacy, and you have a best-selling book on this topic. Why is financial literacy so important to you? You know, I came to financial literacy in an interesting way. I, it really was, I wasn't expecting it. I started my foundation, the Manifest Your Destiny Foundation, which was an, an empowerment organization for the most challenged communities. And I started to realize that many of the biggest challenges that I was attempting to deal with all kind of rooted back to money. 
You know, when I was talking mm -hmm. about young people and talking about their education and you look at the neighborhoods that they're from and then you cross-section to other neighborhoods, you know, why is it that the communities that had a foundation of wealth and money, the schools were better and they had better matriculation to better schools and the ones that didn't, didn't. And then the, actually going to school as an individual, it came back to money. And a lot of these young people having to go into amazing amounts of debt just to get an education where other folks didn't or that debt was much less expensive. That's one thing about education. Then you look at families. I, you know, I was working on trying to make sure families have, have cohesion. What's the number, number one thing couples argue about? Money. What's, what's the number one thing that breaks folks up? Money. And so if you start mm -hmm. to look, money is the root. You know, folks would say money is the root of all evil. Money is the root of a lot of problems. And if we could actually just have financial literacy and have folks take control of their lives around money, I think that we can see improvement in many of these areas. It's not about government doing this or government doing that. It's about me getting out there and hopefully talking to folks about financial literacy, doing things. And that's why credit scores, I think, are a big piece of this. Credit scores are a tool that, that you can use to improve your financial health. And most folks want to bury their head. They, they don't have any connective tissue to their credit score. And, and it's, sometimes it's kind of scary, to be honest, right? And so what mm -hmm. I love about Experian Boost and this, and this program that, that, and partnering with Experian around this is that it's a portal for people to take control. It's a game changer. It's the first of its kind, what Experian's doing, where people can actually take control and, and load in their positive payment history and actually possibly improve their credit score. I think that's huge, and I think it's a game changer and it's an entryway for people to learn how to improve their credit score overall. Why are you launching Boost America in Detroit? And what was the thought process behind this? I'm so excited that Experian, you know, that followed my, my, my plea or my lead to say, hey, let's launch this in Detroit. Detroit is a great example of what I'm talking about, right? Right now, mm -hmm. the, the downtown core, this business behind me is called the Roasting Plant, Coffee Roastery. I own the business. It's my business. Mm -hmm. and, and we're providing jobs here in, in the downtown core. You can see it's a very robust place. There's a lot of activity. But there are other communities communities outside of the downtown core that aren't experiencing this level of, 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 of resurgence. And Boost America is all about inclusion for access to capital and cheaper access to money, right? And, and allowing mm -hmm. people from different backgrounds to build up their, their credit file and have a positive payment history, which I think is fantastic. And that's why this is a first. It's something I want to really amplify. I'm very proud of Experian for going out there and being an innovator and being a game changer in this area. And so I wanted to amplify it and using Detroit as an example. The other flip side of this, and this is the not so great side, is that that Detroit as a, as a city has one of the lowest aggregate credit scores of any city in the country. And so I, yeah, so I wanted to take, on, take it on as a challenge and saying, hey, under this Boost America program by Experian, could I, could I set myself the challenge that I'm going to boost the city of Detroit's credit score? Can we actually elevate the aggregate credit score of a city? I say yes, we can. I say yes, we will. And we're going to do it. And that's why we're launching it here. And that's why I'm very proud. Do you have any suggestions for people who are looking to create wealth? So, so, so a couple things. Um, you know, in my book, The Wealth Cure, I talk about a number of things. The one thing that I think is, 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 is most important, particularly for young people, is to establish a savings account early. Establish it now. Put away money regularly and automatically. The time value of money or compounding interest works in your favor, but it only works if you keep it in there a long time. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing is to, is to do what... 
you know, do what we're talking about here. Go on to Experian.com, go to Boost America. If you're a credit eligible individual, look at your credit history, look at your credit score, load in your bills, your utility bills, your cable bills, load it in and, and do the program, do Experian Boost. You know, right here on this screen behind me, over my shoulder, this is live real time, New York City, uh, Valrico, Florida, uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, you know, 52 point boost. That's massive. That is a massive boost. If you've been paying your bills, but they haven't been recognized in your positive payment history, this is a way for that to happen. And, and, and that's, why, that's why I love it. So, so and, and I believe it's also a portal to overall financial literacy and financial help, right? Once, I believe once you get over the fear of not wanting to look under the hood of your credit score, it, it opens up you to actually looking at other things around money, like actually setting up a monthly budget and actually saying, oh, I'm gonna save 10% of, my, of, of, of what I earn. I'm gonna put 10% away, which is a big number. 99% of people don't do that, but you can do it if you're smart about your money. Um, and, and then also paying down your, 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 you know, your debt your, in terms of credit card debts, paying that down to a lower level so over time you can see your overall credit score go up. As someone who is always on the go, what are your three must-haves that you like to bring in your carry-on bag when you're traveling to make life easier for you? So three items. One, um, I'm on planes a lot, and it's hard to sleep on planes because it's so light. So I, I actually, and I hate to admit this because maybe it's not really a cool thing. I, I one of those eye masks, you know, you put over your head. Mm-hmm. And they, I know it's not cool, but I wear a baseball cap low, so you can't really know that it, what I got going on there. That's one thing. <laughs> I like to carry a hoodie in, you know, like a really mm-hmm. like cool fold-up hoodie in my backpack. And then finally, I need, you know, I obviously I keep my music on my phone. Music is a big deal to me. It's a big part of my life. It keeps me inspired. So I'd have to say my music, but it's, I mean, that's not so special. It's on my phone, just like it's on most people's phone. But music, uh, you know, eye mask and a hoodie. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Bungalow SK. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Premium. Bungalow SK is a member of the Multimedia Podcast Network Athleisure Studio, part of Athleisure Media and Athleisure Mad. You can see our show notes at athleisurestudio.com backslash bungalow hyphen SK. Then follow us on Instagram at bungalow.sk to find out who we're talking with as well as what our guests are up to. I'm your host, Kimmy Smith, and I'll see you next time at Bungalow SK.